Well, we figured because we're just gonna, we're doing a smattering of stories today, so you know yes. what? We will just we're gonna give our engineer Matt a break <laughs> so that he That's doesn't right. have to mix a, a separately recorded cold open. Which is we always do the cold open separately, and Matt has to sort of put the music and everything to it. And so this Matt, we love you. This is we're ne- we're neglecting the cold open to give us all a break because yes. and also cold- well. <laughs> Oh, it takes sorry. some time, but we also are recording on Easter. Happy Easter, by the way. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Uh, it's Easter. <laughs> and so it'll make it easier for him to uh, edit on a holiday. <laughs> right, right. Fair, fair, fair. That's totally, yeah. totally why we're doing it. Totally for Matt. Not just to that's save exactly ourselves the, the work of having it's to find a It's not that open. we didn't have time. <laughs> slash. We've both been really busy this things. week. For different, I know, for different really, reasons, really busy. which is awesome. Yeah. Like I, I've been so fucking busy. Uh, I this past week just it just worked out that way that I don't fucking know which way is up anymore. Um, yeah, and I, same. I've been so busy that like Brandon and I were like, we are fucking going to a cabin in the fucking mountains next weekend, and we are. We we found mm. a little cabin. I think I want to. I just want to see Bigfoot, Jamie. That's all I want to see. I want that for Bigfoot, you, and so I specifically asked Brandon. I'm like, if there's any place near here within like a two hour driving distance of where we live in North Hollywood. Like, please, um, like look for cabins where like, there's some, like just overlay the cab, the, what the available cabins with the existing Bigfoot sightings that have happened in the past 20 years. I just want to, <laughs> if you could do, find, if find you the could clusters. set up a program that will find that. And if anyone could, and he did. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's not a program. He just looked at two different maps and was like, oh, that, that, that lines up. And so I'm like, cool, there we go. Let's go there. So I may be seeing oh, Bigfoot fun. next week. I don't know. I love that. My I luck, hope probably so. not. It'll probably just be Content. a serial killer. Make Content, make it happen. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, but you've been busy with some exciting stuff that you can't talk I about. Have. No, I can't. But, <laughs> but it's super it is very cool. exciting. Yeah, yeah, very excited about that. I was, you know, it's kind of funny this morning. I was sitting there, here we are, betwixt our first and second shot. And I thought to myself, (laughs) you know what, next Easter, next Easter, I want to have a party where we have a fancy brunch and we have lots of weird, like not weird, but like just a plethora of egg dishes and we'll have fancy (laughs) cocktails that are light. And And we can hide the egg dishes around the yard and we have to find them to eat them. Yes, that sounds fun too. And then, <laughs> and then hats and gloves and maybe you know canes. People walk around with fancy. Oh, you're talking canes. like like great, great, like a great Gatsby Easter. <laughs> Just so, you know, really go all out. Okay. And I was like, that sounds like so much fun. But then I also realized that by June, 
we'll be seeing people regular more regularly. And so by April of next year, March, April of next year, I may not want to be around people again. Yeah, I'm sure by this time next year I'll be sick of people again. Um, yeah. I'm already we're we're starting to venture out a little more here um, because uh, the the cases have gone down significantly and we're we've already gotten the first shot which means we're mm-hmm. after like uh, I guess it's been three weeks now so after however many days you're already at like ninety percent. I did not realize. And that. No, inocul- yeah, it's it's I, I'm I please don't quote me on that because I'm sure I'm fucking it up. But like once you've had the first shot, you're pretty well inoculated against it. Um, you know, after it's been in your system for a couple of weeks. So like the second shot is more of a booster, uh, from what I understand. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. so so we're you know we're we're pretty good we're good to go. I mean we still we still have to get the second shot of course. But we've been like well, let's go yeah. out and whatever. And man, I'm like oh yeah I hate people. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people here. I don't hate people. So I know. my hope is that that I get to have a really fancy party, fancy Easter party. I do miss. And that's what we'll call it, the fancy Easter party. I do miss your fancy parties. Thank you. I, miss I will. Them too. I will fly back to Texas just for one of your fancy parties. Thank you. You can tell your parents it's to see them. Ah, <sighs> they know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> They're realists. <laughs> My parents are very wide awake. <laughs> hey, do you know what this means, though? Like, um, we are six months, less than six months to Halloween now. God damn, really? Yeah. Shit, but Which I've, means but you've I, been but in I, L.A. But like I have nothing to wear. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it's crazy. What is the yeah, best it's... costume I can do in soft clothes? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna, man. I've started hitting the gym again too, and I realize I've gotten mm. so out of shape because I've just been doing home workouts. And it's not that home workouts are not effective; they can be very effective. It's just like working from home. I'm not, yeah, I'm not as productive working from home always because I'm like, yeah. But I mean, I could get the script on, or I could see what's available on Amazon Prime right now to watch. Right. And so it, it's kind of the same thing. I'm like, well, I could do. I could do a thousand push-ups in a half an hour, or I could do five hundred in three hours, and then make myself a drink. Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's different. So I've been trying to hit the the gyms have opened back up here, and so our roommate uh, Devin and I, uh, Devin's kind of our also like our personal trainer. Um, <laughs> we've been going to the gym, and I'm like, it's people, there's fucking people here. I hate it. He's like, Everywhere. dude, you're, you're just gonna have to get used to it. I'm like, I. Okay. I want to. <laughs> I don't want to. It's going to be an adjustment phase. The, the, the so, trend I've been seeing online is people going, oh, great, the world's opening back up. This pandemic's almost over. Now I'm going to have to come up with excuses not to go out and see people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, okay. See, I remember when I told you that I put my computer on do not disturb. And we just got disturbed. You heard it. I was disturbed. You were just, dis- everybody here was disturbed. I, can I, full disclosure, I didn't hear it. Well, you might oh, have you just didn't? ditched out on Zoom for a second no. there, but I didn't hear it. So maybe it's you. <sighs> Creepy. It's me. I'm dinging unbeknownst to myself. Why hasn't Jack <laughs> said anything? He's, he's, <laughs> Why he's, hasn't he told he's me? He's a gentleman. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to do that. He's like, so, how do I tell her she's um, dinging? I don't She's even know. Dinging just randomly. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I dinging? Maybe I'm dinging. Maybe I'm. I'm, I'm maybe I'm ringing her dinging. bell. That's uh, that's what he said. <laughs> um, so uh, Jack is in mortgage, and so one of the things that happens because he. Uh, is at home, I'll overhear rates and nothing personal about anybody um, because that's a, I can't hear what anybody else is saying to him. But um, 
I'll hear rates and like how much homes cost in different markets. So we end up having these kinds of, of boring adult conversations. But then that gets me online looking at houses in different areas and what kind of styles of houses are in different, mm-hmm. like are more popular in different mm-hmm. areas. And I kind of love doing that as a little um, just side thing you know, that I do. I do, the, I do, and the, so same, whilst... I do the same thing here. Yeah. I'm like, let's see what a $5 million mansion looks like here in LA. Yeah, oh, it's see, like... not that big, actually. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel And there's small. a certain amount, like, bef- there's a certain amount that you go in and you're like, this is for gross formal parties where nobody likes anybody (laughs) you know what i mean it's like your marble floor is lovely but these are parties that require a dance card yeah yeah and i know those those don't strike my fancy uh (laughs) but okay so we uh i guess this can be a new a new section yeah yeah called what should we i don't know what should we call it spooky real estate how about how about surreal estate Surreal estate. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, we are a well thought out pre-planned show, you guys. <laughs> this is this is the podcast equivalent of Cinema Verte. You're just seeing it unfold in real time. That's this right. is all That's we just turn the mics natural. on and wait for the mistakes. Yes, exactly. So in this our first edition of Surreal Estate, I have first of all an update. Now you may have seen on Twitter, there was a woman who posted, uh, this just went up around the corner and I have so many questions. And yes, the picture I... that she included <laughs> was this. a real estate sign that said a house was for sale. And then the writer at the top of the sign said, not haunted. <laughs> and so we got tagged a bunch from you guys on Twitter about it. And, which I, you know, I loved it. And, uh, and so it became kind of a buzz. Well, the woman, it turns out, she called the real estate agent to see what was going on. And the real estate agent had no idea that writer was on the sign. So they're assuming someone had put it on as a prank. <laughs> but they, they didn't do it. And so I, my theory in my movie, it's a competitor and a, comp- a competing real estate agent. Right, right. Who is trying to sabotage because they're not going to go back to the house unless they're showing it. So for right. a while, it might just sit there, although not now, oh, yeah. not in this market. But <laughs> that's not how this market is working. But um, they could take, you know, go around and put it on all of their competitors' signs, not haunted, not haunted. Because you can buy those signs on eBay. That's so funny. Right? Totally so that was not what haunted, they you didn't guys. Know. Real serious. Totally not haunted. Come in. Open house. Yeah. <laughs> Open house. Not haunted. Yeah. So somebody else did it. Um, the writer has since been removed, and the house no longer says it's not haunted. So does that mean it is? I mean, is it false advertising? You know, so in, in this economy, you have to you have to jump at whatever advantage comes your way. It's true. <laughs> Houses really are selling very fast. Yeah. Um, that's Speaking crazy. of which, there is yeah. a very popular house that's been sold. The Lizzie Borden house went on on the market in January for $2 million. Wow. Um, and it's going through closing right now with uh, one Lance Zoll, Z-A-A-L. Since hmm. the 1990s, the house has been operating as a spooky bed and breakfast, and Zal has no intentions of changing that. He is, however, planning to add several different events for both visitors and locals. 
Zal says he's considering <laughs> themes like Victorian dinners, nightly tours, murder mystery dinners, escape what? rooms, ghost hunts, and more. An axe-throwing pavilion out back. Like, what? It's so... I'm sorry. It's so I, funny you I would think, say that I, because really? he is absolutely no. adding an axe throwing in the most tasteless. <laughs> there, I cannot believe you guessed that. I was being, I was making a joke. Wow. Yeah. Wow, no, apparently I missed Yeah, they're I, planning to put an axe Apparently I missed my there. calling as a fucking true crime scene house flipper. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Jesus. That's they're going to do lanes I'm sorry. for that. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm of two minds of this. The 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 rebel the 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 Dadaist in me is like that's fucking brilliant. I fucking love it. But the other side of me that probably comes from my mother is like that is so tasteless, and I am really disappointed in them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I feel. So he <laughs> he operates U.S. Ghost Adventures, which offers ghost tours in roughly thirty five places around the country. As part of the celebration of the acquisition of the Borden House, the company will offer anyone who books a tour with a special promo code a chance to win a stay at the Bed and Breakfast once the sale is complete. <laughs> so that is what's going on with the Lizzie oh, Borden house. God. Now, our next, <laughs> what our a next world, is an opportunity. What a world. <laughs> uh, the next is an opportunity is a house for sale. Now, oh, oh, I okay. believe that this is a perfect house, the second perfect house for Michael. The first, of course, would be something uber modern that looks like a library. As, as Jack would say, it looks like a public library. Yeah. And then you would make it a home. That would be the first. Yes. Very sleek and streamlined. But then you would have, you would bring the warmth in with your decor, (laughs) as we have discussed at length. Yes. yes, yes. If it's haunted by uh, anything, it's it's the aspirations of mid-century modernism. Yeah. Right. And fresh paint. So, um, (laughs) but this, I think, is, is your number two. Okay. The ad, right. the, that ready? appeals to that appeals to my Adams family side. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Built right. in 1895. Okay. The 5,860 square foot Victorian home mm-hmm. at 94 Court Street in Plattsburgh, New York, is listed for three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That. I know. I know. Okay. I had to say I, it out loud uh, four wow, times before that's... Jack actually got it. Three hundred twenty-five thousand in New dollars York. in New York, in in Plattsburgh, New York. New York is a big state. It's oh, apparently sorry. a college yeah, town. <laughs> oh, it's a college town. Oh, I don't want to live in a college town. Yeah, it's a college town. town. Plattsburgh uh, is what it's called. Till, um, you had me until you said college town. <laughs> it just listed to the house. Okay, it's the house. okay. It's not where it is. Okay, so um, I know some real estate agents are screaming at me: location, location, location. Dial it down. So. <laughs> Um, well, it's a college it, town. They will. Yeah. Uh, it it boasts many original vintage details. And what's more, there's an area in the basement for embalming bodies. Oh, there you go. Summer home. Why? <laughs> because it used to be a funeral home. It was originally built for Alfred Gibord, a bank president who died in the house in 1908. The ho- home has nine bedrooms and an additional seasonal attic room. Okay. Woodward, uh, Woodwork welcomes you when you enter the home, along with multiple fireplaces and a grand staircase. Ooh, Tenants right yes. now rent three of the bedrooms in the home's northern wing, which also has a bathroom and a small kitchen. The main kitchen is in the back of the house near the elevator. 
Upstairs, the master bedroom is actually a series of several rooms. Its current owners use it as a bed and breakfast called the Hummingbird House. The home operated as a funeral home for 40 years. Some of the bedrooms and other areas throughout the residence served as viewing rooms when the home hosted dead bodies. Uh, Taking the listing photos proved problematic for the listing agent when the photographer she hired refused to go into the back rooms of the basement. They went back a second time, and the listing agent was like, you know I need to take pictures of this. So the photographer did, but when she left, she walked backward out of the area because she just knew somebody was following her. Yeah. Um, The house is listed with Cold World Banker, and it does look like that traditional Adams family looking house, right? Oh yeah. That you've gone over that very, oh, yeah. very those hideous particular Victorian. Those hideous yeah. like late late nineteenth century McMansions that are so like mm-hmm. I love them. I fucking love them because they're With, just like, the they, tower yeah, and the shingles, the, yeah. the rounded shingles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh fuck. Uh, 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 Coldwell Banker Whitbet Bet Associates. All right. That's who well, it's listed just give them a call And last and I checked there offer. was a sale pending. Oh. I checked this morning. There was a sale pending. But, you know, in this market, anything can happen. It's an option. I want embalming. I I and there's embalming an elevator. In the attic. And the dude died in the house. Like, that's, that's, all, the, that's all the boxes. It's got a basement. Yeah. I, you know it's got an attic. There's a body elevator so they could take them from one floor to the other for showings and then take them back down to the basement. So it's like, it's like a dumbwaiter. Dumbwaiter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was yes. like Michael's dream home. This is Michael's dream home. This is my dream home. If <laughs> it's I can't, so creepy if too. I like the basement looks I like a dungeon. Have if I can't have a home made by Frank Lloyd Wright, then I want a home that looks like <laughs> looks like there a, are thirty seven neighbor the neighbors it. from the Burbs that uh, yes. old Tom Hanks movie. Yes. Like I got yeah. and it's so I yeah. very and extreme yeah. tastes. I I, I concede. Yeah. That's awesome. I oh appreciate that. And it's a steal. It's a steal at less than $400,000 in today's market. That's insane. Over 5,000 square feet. It must be a liberal arts college town. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, most of the Victorian homes uh, have been turned into, like, frat houses and stuff like that. So it's one of the few surviving in its oh, original condition. fuck. See, now, But now it I'm... is. The woodwork is crazy cool. Like, it Can has little Can I just buy the house and then have it, like, moved piece by piece to somewhere else? Because I'm like, oh, I don't want <laughs> right. to buy a house to live next to a bunch of frat boys. Yeah, how do you dig up that basement and bring it with you, though? That's what you want. That's the good stuff. That's the good, yeah. But you know what? Now that you know that things like that exist, you can put it into the universe and have it appear for you. That's true. Where you need it. That's true. I want to buy it. My dream is to, I want to buy a haunted house in Key West or like some little island community like that. That's where I really want to live one day. Like that's where I want to retire to a thousand years I would really like to visit you there. You would love it. You've been to Key West, haven't you? Have you been to Key West? I don't think I have. Oh, you would love it. It's one of my favorite places on earth. And there, and there, uh, it's very haunted so, too. So there's a lot of there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of haunted homes uh, yes, for sale, but all, not for four hundred thousand dollars. I can tell you that. A lot more expensive mm, in Key mm. West. But yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so today's episode mm, mm, mm. is a fun one. Um, we are, we have collected some stories from Reddit when they asked uh, what are some of the creepiest unexplained things that happened to you so we collected these from Reddit I love these um, which brings us to our title yeah before I forget Uh, our title today is uh, the unknown 
persists. And it's from a, a work called The Lowland by, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this name, so please forgive me, uh, Jhumpa Lahiri, 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 uh, Jhumpa, J-H-U-M-P-A, uh, L-A-H-I-R-I. So Jhumpa Lahiri. Lahiri. It's a gorgeous name, um, but I'm sure in, in the way in, I'm saying In all of its numerous ways to be pronounced. Right, right. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Um, and it's, from, it's uh, from her book called The Lowland, and the, quote, the full quote is, In a world of diminishing mystery, the unknown persists. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely, what a lovely phrase. Such a good... I shall have to check yeah. out that book. But yeah, so the unknown mm. persists as Reddit constantly reminds us. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, we just collected a bunch of these that we're going to read. Um, and we have them here in a list. Michael is going to read the odds and I'm going to read the evens. And that's really a note for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's on brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So our first one comes uh, from uh, Redditor Biff... <laughs> Biff, Biff Chilled from Bangor. <laughs> Part of my, one of my favorite things is reading the names. I, they're so names. funny. Yeah, Biff Chilled. Biff Chilled from Bangor. Um, me and my boss, Biff says, uh, me, my boss, and a coworker were standing at a surface table measuring something when the quarter-ton table moved about six inches at one corner across the concrete floor, floor with a loud screech like someone had grabbed it and moved it out of the way. <laughs> we just looked at each other like, that... That just happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's uh, just a little snippet. I love it. These are just tiny little, little tiny little, uh, what do you call them? Uh, paranormal uh, um, appetites. Moments. <laughs> little paranormal tidbits, appetizers. Yes. Yes. Awesome. They get longer. They get longer. Nice. Uh, number two, Procrastinaire. That's a great who name. This one in. That's yeah. a great, great I name. saw a guy accidentally drop 16 inch a 16-inch concrete drill bit from shoulder height. It never hit the ground. It's like it stopped existing on its way to the floor. No sound of it hitting the floor. Nowhere to go. Just gone. Three witnesses all saw the same thing. This happened in a completely empty, newly constructed building. Hallway was tiled. Walls were cinder block. Newly installed drop ceiling. We had to fill out a missing tool report, got written up for it, had to search the entire building top to bottom for hours. I'm a very skeptical person. I can't come up with any reasonable explanation for it. Still think about it when questions like this come up. Sometimes things can just disappear, I guess. This is, okay, this is fucking weird. Um, so this shit happens. I believe it. It's happened mm -hmm. to me uh, when I was, I guess, in my early 20s. Uh, I dropped my keys in my car while I'd parked my car out front where I was living with my parents at the time. I'd come back home from college and it was like between jobs. So, of course, I moved back in with my folks. And um, mm -hmm. I pulled up outside, uh, turned my car off, pulled the keys out of the ignition. So, the cars, so you know, in my, my, the keys are in my right hand where I use, well, I use my left hand to open the car door. And as I get out, I just drop the keys. And I drop the keys right on the, the gear shift. Um, <clears throat> I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And I never fucking found those keys Again, I had to, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I had to wake my parents up uh, to be let in because all my keys were on this fucking ring. And, mm -hmm. and it was a, it was a clunky, it was a chongy uh, yeah. key ring. Like there was tons of keys on there. Keys for my work, keys for, for or not work, uh, keys for the, the home, keys for my car, uh, keys for my friend's house that I used to watch while she was out of town. So like it, it had like a good like half dozen at least keys on there and a giant fucking key ring. Um, with a little charm on it, and it just, I heard it hit, I heard it hit the, the little center console, whatever, and never, ever 
found those keys again. Like my dad and I the next day tore that fucking car apart looking for them between the seats. We fucking took the seats out. Never found those fucking keys to this day. And I had that car for another year or so and never, I just had to get new keys. I had to get all new keys, never found, never fucking, that's the only time something like that's ever happened to me where I was like, I had them in my hand, I heard them drop, I I know they dropped, I heard them hit, never found them again. It's like they just zapped out of existence the second they made contact with that console. And for those of you asking, yes, I checked, you know, the little uh, the little slit where the gear shift pokes up out of. <laughs> you said slit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one per episode. Uh... Uh, um, you get one slit per episode one one slit oh my um but i we even checked there because that was the only place uh it could have possibly gone and i mean when i say we scoured that fucking car looking for those keys there's nowhere they could have been um that Mm. that we wouldn't that we missed and yet we never fucking found them never fucking found them and what's weird it was not long after that that my car just started falling apart so we used to have oh, this it didn't joke. Didn't have its keys. Well, the joke was that the keys just moved around and were like dismantling the car bit by bit. <laughs> so, like within a week, the fucking timing belt had to be replaced, and then another. Oh. Then, then like the AC went out. It was all like mechanical stuff that just decided to be like, eh, we're not gonna work anymore. And it was like, what the fuck happened? Was that what the fuck? So that's that shit's weird. Like I get it. Like the teleportation. Yeah. it's teleportation. The very term was coined My by Charles Ford. Mom was in college and she was on stage performing in a um, play, on a play, in a play. And somebody had a bottle of beer, which was empty, um, on the table and somebody gestured or something and knocked it over and it, it it fell over onto the table and started rolling off. And nobody got it. I'm sure it was that, you know, some actor's thing where it's like, People just ignore things that fall, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, did you like, not just see not that the, the script. thing fell? We can't react to the thing. We can't react to it, but it, <laughs> it was rolling, and my mom said that nobody went to get it, and she was on the other side, and she heard it roll and fall off, and then everybody kind of paused and waited for this thing to smash, and it never hit the floor. That's so, nobody ever found the bottle. Yeah. It just disappeared That's so on weird. stage during it's a show. So weird happens though it fucking happens i believe it it happens enough that the the charles ford who we've talked about a little bit on this show who was kind of the um the um he was a pioneer in his day of like looking at the paranormal and like kind of going back and reconsidering a lot of cases that science had been like that's not true these people are crazy and he compiled a bunch of and so the the term fortian which applies to all things paranormal or unexplained now comes from him or is, is uh, owes a debt to him, but he coined the term teleportation. He was obsessed with stories like this because it's been going mm. on uh, for as long as recorded history. Uh, and it's crazy, yeah. like things just Where disappearing and then maybe they'll reappear in some completely remote spot that makes no sense how they get there. It's so crazy, so crazy. Yeah, yeah I happen so like, that's a cool story. Like that's a drill bit. No one's gonna make that shit it. up because you gotta fucking pay for that. Like that's an expensive yeah. drill bit. You get in trouble for it, You're brand new. You're gonna get new. real fucking yeah, trouble. Crazy. Yeah, oh God, okay. All right, uh, oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Okay. Yes. I have one from Golden Dude. <laughs> Golden dude. Uh, One time when I was younger, I was upstairs in my room playing some games on a PlayStation. I was home alone because both of my parents had gone out to see a movie. It was a fairly normal night with nothing out of the ordinary happening until I heard an extremely loud crashing noise and what sounded like glass shattering coming from the kitchen area. I immediately went downstairs to try and see the source of the noise. I checked all the windows, and they showed no signs of damage. Confused, I kept walking around trying to find the source of this loud crashing noise until I walked over to the kitchen. 
I don't know how this happened, but apparently the outer glass screen, uh, the outer glass screen of our oven just completely fell off and shattered. Slightly terrified, I proceeded to sweep up all the glass and throw it away. I tried explaining the situation to my parents when they got home, but they didn't believe my story and grounded me for a week because they thought I had broken it. <laughs> to this Great. day, I still have no clue what caused the oven screen door to shatter like that, and it's one of the biggest unexplained mysteries of my life. That's weird. That's weird. It is I weird. mean, if I were if I, think... I were the parents, I'd be like bullshit. But I mean, I... <laughs> the lesson is don't clean it up. Why? Right. Why? Because because then you can point to it on the ground and, and you can show this is not because I kicked it. It fell off. Right. They will fall differently if you kicked it or did something to knock. It, I there don't would know. Be I don't think pa everywhere. parents are very hard to convince when something is broken. They're like, you did it. You yeah. did it. Like, this is why we only had one child so that we would always know who was responsible for broken shit. Like, there's yeah. none of this finger pointing like he did it. She did it. Whatever. So I parent. Mm, it depends I on don't your know. Parents. I feel like, like I that's can see the my right parents... move is just to wait. So you can be like, looky what happened. Or you can deny it. You can be in your room and be like, I've just been in my room all night. I heard a crash, but I, I feel listened like, to yeah. that hearing I, 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 I agree. I agree. I see my parents being like, if I, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. If yeah. you clean it up, your parents are going to be like, so you fucking broke it. Uh, or if you if you don't clean it up, they'll be like, well, then why didn't you fucking clean it up? <laughs> because you wouldn't there's believe me. And no, then you can cry and no... then they'll be like, oh, we do never believe her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you heard stuff although like that my mom break? would have been like tell me everything that's so <sighs> my parents would have, my dad would have been like that's bullshit you broke it i don't believe you and my mom would have been like well let's just pretend it didn't happen let's get a new thing and then we never have this never happened again right right yeah, yeah. or yeah. like this is how i imagine that happening in your house is that your dad uh, doesn't notice it anything you tell your mom dad doesn't notice and your mom's like let's just not tell your father <laughs> now, actually, actually, it. it'd probably be the other way around. My dad would see <laughs> really? it first and be like, hey, we're just going to clean it up and not tell your mother because she'll lose her fucking shit. Okay, let's just put it. But don't, if you do this again, I didn't do it. I don't give a fuck who did it. We're cleaning it. <laughs> don't tell your mother. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just don't tell her. We're going to get it fixed without her ever knowing something was wrong. Okay, okay next full disclosure, up I'm have... turning on the AC in here because it's fucking hot at this booth <laughs> oh, and it's that okay. time of day where the light is coming, the sunlight's coming in at such an right angle that face. I'm like, fuck, so I'm just going to yeah. turn this on. So for those of you that think I'm now riding a bike, um, <laughs> that I'm recording this You're from a, a moving car, it's not. It's just it gets really hot in this booth, especially when I'm talking for some reason. <laughs> okay, uh, President Calhoun is next. <laughs> <laughs> um, this didn't happen to me because he's the president. Uh, this didn't happen to me, but to a friend. He had a doctor's appointment and took his dad with him. It was in another town about an hour away, and since the appointment was for 11 a.m., they left at 9.30 to give themselves plenty of time. They pulled into the parking lot at 10.30. My friend said he remembered checking the clock in the car when they arrived and remarking to his dad that they made good time. They went into the office, and the receptionist pointed out that they were a little late, but that it was okay because the doctor was running behind. My friend told her that he had an 11 o'clock appointment and that he was actually a half hour early, and she pointed to the wall clock in the waiting room, which said 11.15. His dad checked his watch, 11.15. My friend ran out and checked the clock on the car, 11.15. Somehow, in the few dozen steps from the car to the office, they'd lost 45 minutes. When they got home, my friend's mom verified that they left home at 9.30 and there hadn't been heavy traffic or delays of any kind. It is a mystery to this day. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. 
da, da. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, let's just kind of blue sky engineer this and be like uh, the detective in me, the skeptical detective wants to be like, what if they were having an affair? <laughs> <laughs> the dad and the and the friend. And the, and why not? Right? Isn't it like the, the friend and the friend's dad? Wait, the friend. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. Then I I thought it was like a. I thought it was Ew. a. I thought it was. Oh, friend. Oh, oh, dad. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Take I mis- it all back. I take, take it, it all, all back. back. That's. I did not mean to. Like. Oh, god. No. No. Oh, gross. No. Yeah. No. I thought it was like. I thought it was the 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 writer's friend and the writer's, and the writer's dad. dad. I yeah, thought it was no, like, a, yeah, ne- never mind. If they're related, I don't ship it. <clears throat> it never <laughs> mind. Okay, well, then now I believe this story 100%. There you go. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> God. Oh. <sighs> oh. Pay attention, Tatum. Pay attention. All right. Uh, Sometimes, ma- and people say that magic isn't real. That was magic. Go ahead. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> Look, we have another weird story to add to it because my brain just teleported to nowhere. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> to the dark space. <laughs> to the dark space of, of Pornhub. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> That's too one comes... <laughs> close. Too real. You better stop it. It's not real. Anyway, LPAR3 is the next uh, Redditor. Their story goes, My dad and stepmother got married when I was 10 years old at a countryside estate, which is now a wedding venue. Uh, The other kids and I were playing hide-and-seek in this massive house, every kid's dream, when my sister, 12 at the time, was chasing my younger cousin, 7 at the time, who had long blonde hair and was wearing a blue dress and was running down a long hallway. Halfway down the hallway, the younger cousin dips into this old spiral staircase that only goes up a quarter rotation before it's blocked off with a wall. My sister jumps around the corner and shouts, gotcha, except nobody was in this blocked staircase. She runs back to my dad crying, saying that our cousin disappeared (laughs) through a wall and everyone laughed it off because uh, said cousin was right next to her. Fast forward five years, I'm 15, and I get a job as a waiter at the same wedding venue. The estate has an uh, an orangery, an orangery, uh, which I have never heard that word before. That's a word. I haven't an either. Orangery. orangery. And, uh, that's really cool. I imagine it's an orange orchard. Uh, the estate yeah. has an orangery. Orange grove. Uh, the orange grove. That's the word. Um, which is where they hold the ceremonies. And I noticed uh, a small stained glass window depicting a blonde-haired girl wearing a blue dress with the with the dates 1931-1937 underneath her. Naturally, I'm dumbfounded, so I ask about the stained glass window. The venue manager tells me that after being sold by the original owner, the estate was a boarding school for girls. She tells me that a young girl fell out of a top floor window and sadly passed away. The hallway that my sister chased my cousin down was an old servant's hallway, and the staircase was the central staircase that led directly up to the old girl's dormitories on the top floor. Then it all caps. Spooky. That one's good. That's a goosebump giver. It is. It is. It is. Uh, Next up, we have Redditor Callie Band. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) That's, I think, my favorite (laughs) name so far. My uncle used to have a cabin in the woods near Winter, Wisconsin, on a relatively undeveloped arm of the Chippewa Flowage. One morning, when I was about 10, my uncle woke us up roughly and told us it was time to go fishing. It was still super early, and we were all confused because it was pitch dark, and who the hell went fishing so early anyway? He hustled us down to the dock where he kept his little fishing boat and quickly launched us into the water and away from the house. 
At this point, we were all getting a little freaked out by the weirdness of the situation. We thought maybe we were being punished because my uncle had gone to chop wood the previous morning and couldn't find his axe anywhere. He left it lodged in a stump next to the cabin and accused us of messing with it, which, to be fair, sounded like something we probably would have done. He ended up having to drive into town to buy a new one. He wasn't talking, though. We just sat shivering under a blanket at the bow of the boat while my uncle stared wild-eyed at the shoreline and waved a flashlight furtively ahead of us. We eventually arrived at my uncle's friend's cabin across the lake and tumbled into his house. Our uncle sent us to the loft to sleep, uh, and he and his buddy locked the doors and left, not returning until well after sunrise. Eventually, our uncle showed up with, all, with the truck and trailer already packed with all of our gear and told us it was time to go home. We all thought it was weird that we were leaving the cabin days early, but we were kids, so we just went with it. My uncle was quiet for the whole long drive back to civilization. Many years later, my uncle confided to me that the reason he'd hustled us home was because he'd woken up around 3 a.m. to a strange thuck, thuck, thuck sound from outside the cabin. He'd gone out to investigate when a massive jack pine fell directly across the narrow driveway, blocking us in. Startled by the noise, he kept he swept his flashlight along the tree line just in time to just in time to see a man holding an axe slink away into the dark of the wood. Ooh. He and his buddy had to take turns chainsawing the tree apart while the other stood watch with a rifle. He never found the axe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're going to wear a cabinet? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, it's I'm, the blocking them so they couldn't leave. It's, yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, oh that's, <laughs> that's fucking terrifying. That's fucking terrifying. It's oh, my so God. Creepy. I'd much prefer it be Bigfoot. <laughs> much prefer Just Bigfoot or a ghost. Just pushing over the tree. The tree. I mean, you think about how terrifying that would be to have, like, to know what was happening, try to get your the kids to safety, and then bring your friend back out with a shotgun so one of you could, because you knew that the person who did it was out there. Was out there with you a fucking axe. And it with did an it intentionally at the middle of the fucking night to be like, fuck you, you're not leaving. Like, what were they planning? Yeah. What were they fucking planning? That's fucked And up. you better fucking hope they didn't go to the Lizzie Borden house and practice throwing that axe because <laughs> <laughs> that shotgun's not going to do anything when there's an axe flying at your face. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh Whew. my God. So okay. Scary. Oh Jesus. I gotta to have take a minute for a second. Okay, let's palate <laughs> cleanser time with sweet cheesecake twelve forty nine. Here's that palate cleanser. I work for a funeral company. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we're on the right track here. One afternoon, I did a viewing for a man who was having his funeral the next day. Usually at the end of the day, we put the bodies back in the fridge, but because we'd been really busy and I, uh, and I was at a small branch, we only had a very small fridge and it was already full, so on the rare occasion, if they'd been embalmed, we'd leave them in the chapel with the air conditioner cranked up because we have good security systems and who wants to break into a funeral home anyway? <laughs> Don't never fucking underestimate crazy people. That's um, true. So the uh, the next morning, who wants to break into a funeral home? The very people you want to keep the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> so the next morning, I'm the first one in, and I walk into the chapel, and the man is out of his coffin, laying face down on the floor. Not sprawled, but perfectly neat, like he'd floated up out of his coffin, turned face down, floated down to the ground. 
Obviously, I had a heart attack, and my first thought was someone had broken in and done this, or uh, that staff members were playing a prank. A very sackable prank, and I can't imagine any of our staff doing that for a reason, uh, for any reason. And what's more, we have security cameras and motion detectors and swipe cards so that you can see who has come and gone, but there was nothing. According to the security, no one came in or left that night. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we don't have security cameras in the chapel. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what I the think fuck? that's the best reaction. Can you imagine? I, what? I mean, Jesus. I mean, if you work retail and you come in and there's a bunch of fucking clothes that assholes have left everywhere for you to fucking hang back up, that's one thing. But imagine the similar experience translating to your work in a funeral parlor. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Who left these goddamn bodies on the floor? Oh, Face now, down. Now I'm like, let the bodies hit the floor. I can't. <laughs> you know, oh my God. Oh, I crack myself up. I'll never not think of that when I hear that song. <laughs> Someone will play that and be like, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> That's what's... I'd be like, oh according to okay. Cheesecake 1249. <laughs> That's so... Uh, okay, okay. Next up, we have Diesel Down. Weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I live in a small mountain town, and it takes three hours and four mountain passes to get to the nearest city. Pre-COVID, I made that drive two to three times a month over a period of 10 years. I pretty much had the curves and climbs committed to memory. One night, I'm making the drive at 2 a.m. to catch an early flight, cruising the curves and enjoying the lack of semi-trucks. Left curve, right curve. I know there's a big sweeping curve to the left coming up when all of a sudden I'm driving on a straight road. I'm well aware there isn't a straight section on that highway for another 30 miles. So immediately I'm looking around trying to figure out where the hell I am. Not a single highway sign on the side of the road. Smacked myself a few times to make sure I hadn't fallen asleep. Phone has no service, but that's normal. So I can't check my location. Looking out the window, I realize the high desert scrub trees have been replaced with a thick forest. Imagine your headlines pick up a dark, heavy, can't see, uh, pick up dark, heavy, can't see, 10 feet forest that (laughs) I would imagine in the Pacific Northwest, something that we don't have here. I'm looking at the clock, and for 15 minutes, I'm driving on a straight road through this ominous, dark forest when I should be on a curvy mountain pass in the desert. Right about the time I'm going to have a full-on panic attack, the sweeping left curve appears and I'm out of the forest back back into the scrub. So I chalked it up to drowsy driving and an overactive imagination until it happened again. Two years later, same spot, except this time I'm not alone. I had my brother riding shotgun on a similar airport run and all of a sudden I'm on that straight road. That time it only lasted about five minutes before my brother looked around and said, where the hell are we? Cue the sweeping left curve appearing and back into the desert. Even though I can't explain it, I'm at least grateful I had a witness. That's some David Lynch shit right there. Oh my God. That is some crazy shit. That's very similar to one of our, uh, to one of my favorite stories. To to, Rissa and Ash's Ash's story. Only it was a forest on a Um, town. Imagine a ghostly trap migrating forest. It's a bunch of yeah. ants. It's ants. It's ants, and they're Oof. migrating. Ants, oh, for sure. That's fucking... Do you want to take a little break? Yeah, let's take a little and break. Because yeah, I need to pee, good, especially after break. that funeral home story. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BRB. Hey. Hi, it's our commercial. 
But it, just for you guys, it's a quick one because you know you, we, uh, we know you want to get back to the content. That's right. Uh, just so real quick, we just want to give our patrons a shout out again. Um, we uh, have our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com, Google Intentions. We will be there. Any support is appreciated. Yes. If you are in the Discord level tiers, we will have chats for you. Our chats this month will be on uh, the 17th. Let me make sure I've got this right. I should have been prepared, but I wasn't. It's the 17th <laughs> uh-huh. and the 24th, both at, uh, well, 2 p.m. my time here in uh, Pacific time, yeah. which is 4 p.m. Central. 4 p.m. Central. 4 p.m. Central yeah. time. 17th, the 17th and the, and, the, and, and the 24th. And the both, 24th. So both, those Saturdays. Both Saturdays. Uh, they're back to back. The first one will be for everyone that's on the Discord, and the second one will be for our phantasm yes. tier only. So um, the 17th but, is an all skate, and the 24th is for the, uh, the, the phantasm. The phantasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come check those out if you're in the Discord uh, tiers. Um, but please, if you have not and are considering j- becoming a patron of our podcast, we really, really appreciate all the support uh, that we can get so we can keep on doing it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> we are now back. I may have preemptively said we're back before we were. Before we did our back. customary, like, giving Matt fair warning in the track so he knows that, oh, this is where we started. This is where we cut it. It's it's all behind the scenes stuff. It's terribly boring, but. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We should probably tell people that next week's episode will be probably delayed a day or two since you're going out of town. Yes, yes. And yeah. since I, and since I'll be in the mountains, you never know when I'll get stalked by a psychopath that blocks us in with a tree. So oh, it, I'm so excited for you. I, you know, I am too. I'm going to take, um, I don't have any weapons to speak of. Maybe I'll just take, I don't know. I'll take, uh, Brandon? <laughs> Brandon's not a weapon. He could be if he Brandon, wanted to. Brandon's a weapon the way Genji's a guard dog. That's um, right. He'll sing at it and then they'll be like, you're so cute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. I'll leave. Give me a high five and I'm out. All right. That's All right. So... Uh, but yes, yeah, so so next week episode will be uh, a little late. Imagine that we we being late on that episode, strange. Um, thank you for. We don't we don't even have a time now, but we're like, yeah. eh, it's going to be a couple of days later Thanks than for, what it is now. Thanks for which was a couple of d- days later than what it was before. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's <laughs> a podcast about the paranormal is going to be unpredictable. <laughs> That's it. I mean, we're just trying to be true to the content. All right. So next up is uh, Uchab Jason is the name. Uchab. 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 Uchab Jason. U C H A B Jason. Um, a buddy picked me up, says Jason, to go uh, to a couple bars, have a few drinks and whatnot. Everything was fine. I had a nice little drunk going on. Around 11 p.m., I went outside to smoke a stogie. Then, boom. I woke up at my house, in my bed, the following morning. I don't recall even leaving the bar, let alone how I returned home. I had multiple missed calls from my buddy, called him to see what happened, and he said I had just disappeared. The creepy part is, after I got off the phone with him, I went to the restroom to realize, some way, somehow, during the time I went MIA, I had received a haircut, and someone had shaved my face. Hmm. Weird. I do my business only to realize my wiggly bits have been groomed <laughs> as well with what? expert precision. I must add, not a missed hair, uh, not a missed hair, nick, or cut. Still to this day, 
Don't know what happened, but upon sharing the story with other friends, I was spotted at other bars throughout the night, pre-haircut and alone. Okay, now, this may not be paranormal. This may just be, <laughs> this may just be like sexual assault, which is awful. But, mm, but mm -hmm. it's all the more important. Let this be a lesson to everyone that wants to go out and have a good time with your buddies. Like, if you're going to be drunk, make sure that you are constantly around people that can, like, you have a support. Don't, if you're, if you're drunk, I don't care how safe you feel. You don't go off on your own anywhere. Yeah. Even to smoke a stogie. Do people still call them stogies? That sounds like such a... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that is. That sounds like such I, a gangster era. Like, I'm gonna smoke a stogie right before I use this Chicago typewriter to take out this bag man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is, and it is like, who, uh, disturbing. But maybe it's best that you don't remember, that you uh, don't know ooh, what happened. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. That's really weird. I, it's. It, I mean, it could have also just been some asshole playing a really mean joke. It still qualifies as sexual assault, by the way. Um, yeah. But it could just Unless been someone playing a himself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but expert precision when you're that drunk. Fuck. I don't know. Well, maybe he wasn't drunk. Maybe he was just on something, right? Because people slip. This is and this is and That's, I don't. Yeah, I get may, the idea maybe. that this is a dude. Oh, wiggly bits. It's a dude. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there is less concern for that kind of safety as women are mm. used to being concerned yeah. about, right? So That's true. I think guys are more willing to take a drink. If someone's like, I bought a shot, they're more like, yeah, I'll yeah. have a shot from you instead of like women Ugh. who somebody's like, here, I bought a shot. So it's like, great. And you throw it into the plant behind you, right? Like <sighs> you don't. I'm just, shot. I'm just disturbed by the idea, more than anything else, of some stalker being like, I just really want to shave Jason's wiggly bits. Yeah. <laughs> like, or that's like their somebody, whole, it's like that's a their cereal, whole MO. It's a cereal barber. A cereal barber and trimmer. <laughs> and that's what happens. It's just, like, oh. it's their goal to clean up. Just get everything clean. Keep it clean. Keep it tight. <laughs> keep it going. <laughs> oh, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Though, honestly, if I could wake up in the morning and just magically be groomed. <laughs> That'd be I, nice. I would love that. It um, was the groom fairy. Minus minus the missing memory and the possibility of having been sexually assaulted, of course. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh, God. I'm learning so many important life lessons. I hope you all are, too. Yeah, right. Your turn. <laughs> no, it's 9B. Is nine nine B? Oh 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 oh! It's still odd. It's still odd. Why is why is there two? Oh, okay, I'm so confused now. Okay, odd. okay. <laughs> oh, so this is more from Jason. Okay, about ten years no, ago. No, it's from not you, sir. Oh, not you, sir. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I guess okay. About ten years ago, <laughs> I was sitting not not. You, you, sir, you're not, I don't can we begin to read that. It's a bunch of characters. Not you, sir. Not That's you, sir. Not, not you, sir. I got you. Yes. Okay. About 10 yeah. years ago, says not you, sir, I was sitting in my room and I heard my doorknob slowly turning. I thought it was my dad seeing if I was napping and trying to be quiet. I watched the knob turn and heard the springs and the mechanism squeaking and then the sound of the latch slide off the metal plate as it was pushed open a bit. And I set up to greet my dad and ask what he needed. I didn't see anyone. And then the door moved like it was pushed again, and it opened more. 
only for me to clearly see my dad in the living room sitting on the couch. This was so significant to me that I wrote down the time and exactly what had happened. I didn't keep a diary or anything like uh, a diary or anything like that. I just couldn't explain it. The door was shut all the way and latched properly, and the air kicking on uh, or um, another the air kicking on or another door opening would have sucked the door shut as it had many, many times before. At the time, I was also seeing a shadow figure peer around my doorframe. About six feet tall, solid black, all of my family is like um, 5'7 uh, or under and very Caucasian. And the, <laughs> and the side it peeked from was about three inches from the doorframe to the wall. No one could fit there and it would just stare at me in my bed, leaning in and out of view. Ooh. I feel like if you start with that, that's a better answer for the door. Like, start with the shadow. Oh, it's the shadow. Probably. Yeah, but I guess it, it makes sense that the, the door, the, the experience of the door actually moving, it's, it's kind of validates the shadow experience. It's like, right, oh, that's you know, true. so well, it gives, and you, it you gives don't context. Really, in storytelling, you don't want to start with the shadow. I get that, too. <laughs> you don't want to foreshadow awesome. with the shadow. It's too on the nose. Right. You can't foreshadow a shadow. <laughs> you got to keep it dark and mysterious like a Ooh, That's creepy though. That's creepy. Yeah. When Ooh, they learn okay. how to open doors. Oof. It's like when it's like when your cat learns how to open doors. You're like, "Fuck, one step closer to Armageddon." <laughs> that's true. Man, cats. All right. Uh Hair of the Wolf 505. <laughs> Uh, smoking a cigarette outside as sober as a worm. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> is that a saying? I don't know. I've never heard it before, but I mean, I, I'm going to use it now. Sober as a worm. I was sober as a worm. What? Don't they wiggle? That does makes that, me feel like. Does that mean sober? Does that mean very sober? Sense? Or like saying I'm like, or me saying like, I'm a, I was as sober as my dad. Like, that doesn't mean that I'm sober. That's not sober. It's like, that's a weird, it's a strange analogy is what it's I'm going to say. It's, it's very bizarre. Uh, okay. Smoking a cigarette outside, as sober as a worm, I see two very bright glowing red balls. It looked like they were squirrels playing tag, but they were indeed bright glowing red balls that almost looked transparent. Mm. After a good two minutes of watching this, the balls then shot up about 20 feet in the sky, hovered menacingly, and just fell. I ran over to the house across the street to look in their yard and see where they went. They vanished, and that was something I'll probably never see again. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. And then we have social media elitist. <laughs> We participate in Passover, and every year, without fail, our cats begin acting up and interacting with things that we can't see. It's usually a process involved involving staring at them, running from them, and or hissing at them. Oh. Last year, I was curious, so I decided to try to communicate with whatever it was they were after our cats acted up. I said something that went along the lines of asking if anyone was there. My electric duster, which was not plugged in, turned on for slightly under a second. In addition to being plugged in, a button needs to be pressed for it to turn on. Nothing happened after that, and I can't find any logical explanation for this. That device, which I still use and have used for years, has never turned on without being plugged in. It doesn't use batteries either. Oh, oh, that's good. See, when they, when they, when they yeah. write, when they say, note to self or anyone that wants to fake a good story, 
don't tell me that the vacuum cleaner came on and charged across the room. Tell me that it just came on for a second while it was unplugged and I'll believe you because it's not that dramatic. Out of context, it's not that dramatic a thing, but in context, it's weird and it's very believable. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's strange. Oh, that's strange. Okay, next comes from uh, Mumblebee. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Mumblebee. I got fucking stung by a hornet the other day. Sorry, that's just me talking right now. I told you about that, right? Yeah, you did. God, did I? I You were very worried that you were going to die. Yeah, and my dog was not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm so fucking triggered. Uh, Oh, uh, just to clarify, you weren't worried you were going to die because you're dramatic about bees. You were worried you were going to die because you're allergic to bee stings. Because I'm allergic to bee stings and hornet stings and all that. And so, but I guess I have... Uh, what was weird about it is that my uh, I didn't swell up, but the next day my leg was really hurt. Uh, my leg, my mm. whole leg felt like it had been like I'd been given the Moderna shot <laughs> in oh. my leg. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, it was very strange. And then it moved up to my ass the next day. And then now it's fine. Oh, well, I'm glad it's fine. Yeah, it's really weird. Really weird. My body and and winged or stingy things uh, has weird responses. Anyway, Mumblebee. Says one night last year, I was taking a shower before bed. The glass in the shower door shattered, leaving shards everywhere, and me with some cuts and no way to get out of the shower without cutting the soles of my feet badly. Oh God, I hate this. I hate the story. Luckily, my <laughs> wife heard and helped me out. Okay, thank God. Um, the shattering glass is explainable. The door was hanging off the track uh, for had been hanging off the track for months. This must have uh, uh, there must have been pressure on the glass, and eventually it got too much. My own fault. In the hour and a half spent cleaning up the glass, I realized there was some weird foreshadowing of this event. Earlier that evening, I was putting my son to bed. He was five at the time and out of nowhere asked me, Daddy, what are shards? (laughs) (laughs) Earlier that week, I was discussing music with some friends. We were talking about the Eurythmics. With that in mind, I was watching some of their music videos that night, about 20 minutes before the glass in the shower door shattered, before my wife had to bring me my slippers so I could walk over the shards of glass without slicing up my feet. I was watching the video for Annie Lennox's Walking on Broken Glass. Walking on Broken Glass. That's all we can sing of that. Um, wow. Now, in my movie, the little boy asking Daddy, what's, what are shards? He was really asking, Daddy, what's a shard? And now yeah, that same. poor little kid, That's what right? I was, and, now yeah. that, and now that little kid's going, so apparently it's just when, like, oh, you just sharded, so you've got glass in your pants? <laughs> Bummer. Still, that's fucked up. Man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. ooh that's, that's, that I, love, I love, I love when shit, I had a similar experience when our, when our leaner mirror broke. Mm, really? Yeah, I was, uh, when, in, in retrospect, like, cause the, so the leaner mirror broke, um, uh, this is when we just had Genji, not, we didn't have Gus yet, and we had this big, massive leaner mirror, it's a, like, what, about seven feet tall, very like, heavy. And you're saying leaner? Like leaning, like it leaned against a wall. Yeah, leaner a mirror, leaner. that's yeah. what they're called. Just to be clear, cause it might sound... You know, if you don't have a leaner mirror, you may not know what a leaner mirror is. Oh, it's, it's a wiener mirror. It's what gay guys <laughs> use to trim their... Oh, anyway, um, no, <laughs> no it's it's a leaning or a, it's, a, it's like a bistro mirror or whatever. There's different words for it. But we had it just, just propped up. It's a giant mirror. Giant mirror, and it's just kind of leaning up against the wall. It's just, you know, it's kind of a, it's more of an accent piece than anything else. And mm-hmm. uh, it weighs a fucking ton. 
And so I didn't, I never thought it needed to be moored to the wall because, I mean, who can hit it? Well, I'm not going to hit it. And Genji was just this little thing. And well, he hit it. And <laughs> then he grew up into a bowling ball. And, yeah. And he hit it and it, it, it came over and it, it just fell on our massive dining room table, like the very heavy dining room table. So it didn't break it's made the table of at all. The top of the table is made of concrete. No, no, the, uh, the, it's, made, it's, it's, it's up on two concrete pylons and the top is made pylons. with very, very, very thick uh, repurposed uh, uh, bridge wood, apparently. Yeah. Um, and that fucking, I sound so bougie. <laughs> a leaner <laughs> mirror and this massive table held up with concrete pylons and it's an old like French door. Uh, that's the surface, <laughs> whatever. It's, you know, it's whatever. But uh, <laughs> I can only afford it because a friend of mine worked for Restoration Hardware. <laughs> that's the only reason. So anyway, the mirror just crashed down on the table. And I remember um, the day before, maybe even that, that night before Genji knocked over the mirror while he was playing with one of his toys. And luckily he was not hurt. Like he, he got, a, he, he moved away. He was, he bumped up against it while he was running. So he kept on running and the mirror like took a second to teeter and then fall forward onto the table. And so he was well across the room before it hit. So he was fine and we were fine, but the fucking glass was everywhere. And the sound sounded like a fucking gunshot going off. Cause it was a loud fucking heavy mirror hitting a very loud table. And, um, yeah, but the night before, I'd been watching an episode of something, and I was uh, in it. There was just like a shot of a leaner mirror that someone had. It was just like I was—I forget what the—it was an episode of Nero Wolf, and he has this Nero, this uh, this leaner mirror in his office. And I was thinking to myself, that thing's gonna fall and break. How do they keep that? Oh, because it's more to the wall. That's really cool. And then later, <laughs> and then of course later that night, the fucking mirror goes down. That wasn't yeah. wasn't as good yeah. a story as I wanted it to be. It's still good. It was a good story, Michael. Yourself. We were very scared. We were. It was. Brandon scary. and I were standing right I behind remember. where the mirror like fell. It was like within inches of hitting us, and we wouldn't have seen it because we were our backs were to it. So we were like, "Fucking yeah. shit!" It's like the end of Clue, yeah. where the chandelier comes down and scares the shit out of Colonel Mustard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is. All right. Okay. Next up, we have Goblin Marketeer mm. driving. That's, that's a, a good fucking. Name. That's a reference to the uh, Rossetti poem, the Goblin Market. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's a great fucking work. Um, oh, the Rossetti poem. Yes. I know what you're talking we about have, now. We have take we have quoted from her poem in as titles. Oh, the Rossetti poem. I know exactly what you're talking about now. There's a really good poem called The Goblin Market. It's terrifying and it's one it's actually also a very, very good piece of literature. So if anyone's so inclined for, you know, um, Elite chills. <laughs> I suggest giving it a read. There, if I, you would like your chills with a side of pretense. There, I've been, a, there I've been a snobby bitch. Uh, that's my once per episode. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> once per episode. Yes. <laughs> All right, Goblin Market's here. I make slit jokes and I, and I act like a snob. It's my shtick. Only once. It's my shtick. Uh, Only once per episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> driving in rural areas in New England near the borders of Vermont and Massachusetts. So I'm not sure which one I was in. It was late. So late. It was actually early. And there was fog. <laughs> dense, dense fog. And like an idiot who dies in the opening scene of a horror movie, I am driving on back roads. First, my headlights just up and goes out. Cannot use the high beams because of the fog. I am in the middle of nowhere. I haven't seen a house or town in a long time. Car starts making noise. Check engine light comes on. So I pull over. Nothing much around. Field and fog and dark. Creepy as hell. Mm. I gamely look at the engine. I can fix electronics. 
not engines. I tighten all the things that I know. Car won't start. <laughs> so I am in the dark, in the middle of nowhere, on the side of the road. Because of the natural rules of how things work, my cell phone has no service as well. It's like one big cliche. But I am not stupid enough to go wandering on the roads right now. So I recline my seat and decide to take a nap for a couple of hours until the sun comes up. I wake up. The sun is coming up. The fog is going away. And I am in in on the main street of a tiny town parked in front of what looks like the Bates Motel house. Houses everywhere. It was the creepiest feeling. I was sure I had been in the middle of the woods. There was not a light on in any of the houses all night. There was a service station 50 50 yards up the road. I walked up to it, talked to the guy who looked perfectly normal. He walked over to look at the car, asked me to try to start it, and it did. Bucking thing turned over right away, and both headlights were working. I drove on, never got the name of the little village, and I couldn't find it on a map. I always felt like I was in this big setup for a horror movie that just didn't pan out. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. Skinny nose. That's good. Okay. The next up we come from, uh, this one comes from so underscore illogical. When I was 13, I had a weird flash of a nightmare while asleep. All I remembered was kneeling on asphalt and holding my hand to my mouth in the worst pain of my life. I told my mom about my dream because it scared me that much. Two years later, I was hit by a car while crossing the street and ended up in that exact position, kneeling on asphalt, holding my mouth while blood poured out. My head had apparently bounced off the rearview mirror uh, that had... Uh, that had knocked my two front teeth back into my soft palate. Oh, God. I didn't remember the dream, but my mom did, and it really fucked with her. I don't believe in premonitions, but I often wonder if maybe traumatic events can echo somehow through time. I think, I think that, I think, I I think it's weird. Yeah, sometimes I think really, really bad trauma can, can, like, it's weird. It can Mm -hmm. pull like a Rose Tyler and go back and bad wolf your memory. Um, yeah. So that when it happens, you're instead of being like, this is the worst thing ever. You're like, I dreamed this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one comes from Larry James. <laughs> There's an underscore <laughs> oh, in place of the it. A. So it's Larry James uh, or Jums <laughs> or Jones. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's not Larry J underscore mess. Yes. <laughs> when I was 19, my girlfriend and I were hanging out in my bedroom uh-huh, when she suddenly let out a shriek and ran for the door. When I caught her in the hallway and calmed her down enough to find out what was wrong, she told me that she saw a live lizard crawl out of my mouth and run down my body, jump to the floor, and run in her direction. She was dead serious about it and was still shaking. Cut to 20 years later. I'm in the house of a different girlfriend in a different town hanging out in her bedroom. The identical scenario happens. A lizard running out of my mouth, her running out, scared, etc. I can't for the life of me fathom how and why this has happened. Once was weird enough, but fucking twice? I'm a nice guy, not the Antichrist. Please share any insights you may have about this. Um, Either you're attracted to very specifically crazy bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Very specific. Like very specific. Very specific. Whatever's happening is very specific. I would say. (laughs) They see a lizard come out (laughs) of your mouth. I don't. Do you have a soul patch? Maybe that just catches the wind. I don't. (laughs) I I know. Like I don't. I can't explain it. Get the light wrong. That's very. And then it chases them. Does it chase? Yeah. I feel like this just runs down their. I feel like this is your curse territory. 
Like, is there something attached? That I mean, it seems like it. Wasn't there a similar story of someone like with a, a they would see a lizard or a spider nearby, or people would see? I don't know. It's weird, but it's weird. It doesn't sound like he's seen it. It just sounds like two of his girlfriends have seen it twenty years apart. Weird, weird. Yeah. What it's, if it's just it's weird? A, what if it's just a really long prank? Here's 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 the skeptical explanation. Just hear mm. me out. So one night, this girlfriend like. Maybe they're getting it on and she decides, no, she's not in the mood anymore. So she's going to fabricate the story about like, it's so much more effective than I have a headache to be like, I just saw a fucking lizard crawl out of your mouth. I am not touching that thing. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, Everyone take note. Um, And she ran out, but was really, maybe she was just fucking with him. And like, you know, like that's, I could see that being a prank. Now I I can't attest to everyone thinks that, well, no one's a good enough actor, but some people are natural actors and are very convincing. So that could have been the case. Well, possibly. Years later, she just happens to know the person you're dating, and they or they told and they talk or something, and she's like, "Oh, you're dating so and so. Oh, I dated him back in the fucking day." Oh, let me tell you about this really funny thing I did to him one night when it was just getting too randy, and I wanted to end it, and so I said this. I, I saw a lizard, and so the person was like, "I'm totally gonna do that to him just to fuck with him." Like, <laughs> I I feel like yeah. unless we I can unless like that story unless better. we can rule out the possibility that these two girlfriends had never could never have known each other or talked and shared stories, mm-hmm. then I think. It's it's possible, James or Jones or J underscore Miss, Jameis, that uh, you were just being pranked by by two women. And maybe you are attracted to the kind of person who has that sense of humor, because I know I am. I I would, you know, I'd be like, oh, it's not, you know, it's possible, possible. Or you're cursed by some ancient uh, uh, Lovecraftian deity. Yeah, right. Who is That's, slowly, I mean, it's either or. These who are your is options. slowly hatching its weird uh, reptilian offspring out of your mouth. Yeah. On another plane so, that only certain sensitive people can see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Two good very, luck with that either way. Two very different show ideas. Yeah. Someone someone work on those. Uh, next up, troubled underscore talent. <laughs> Starts Alexa. I do not have an Alexa in my booth, so I don't have to worry about it. Sorry for everybody whose Alexa just went off. Um, uh, Alexa. So you might remember back when the Echo Dot was first released, there were loads of stories about Alexa laughing maniacally at night and weird shit. Yeah. Well, my wife and I had something different happen. Um, I'm going to start saying the Echo because I know mine would go off constantly, so I'm going to say that. The Echo started turning on during the day and asking for someone called Josh. The first time it lit up out of nowhere, it said, am I Josh? My wife and I just looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? Two weeks later, we're watching some random Netflix shit, and it lights up again and says, where is Josh? We're like, okay, that's weird, but tried to forget it. We then go on holiday, and my grand comes around each day to feed our cat. She rings us to say that she was sitting in the living room, and a voice came on to the in the kitchen that in her words shouted, Josh loves the open road, and started playing (laughs) classical music. My grand said she left because she felt uncomfortable. We started to think maybe it's secondhand and the old owner programmed it to say his name or something. I don't know. We just brushed it off. One day, a CD arrived in the post. It was a CD titled, Hello, I'm a Truck. I walk into the kitchen oh, holding no. it confused and say to my wife, why did Amazon just deliver this? My wife reads out the name of the CD and Alexa lights up and says, Josh loves trucks. 
God, sorry. That's so fucking creepy. I know. <laughs> There's the a ghost order? of a child named Josh trapped in your Echo Dot. That's the only conceivable explanation. The order had been hidden from our account into the archived orders, and neither of us got a notification that she had ordered it. We threw it away before Josh manifested into our Hoover or something. <laughs> <laughs> Candy. Oh my god! I mean, we get the the just like sometimes it'll the ring will go, it'll stop right. whatever it's doing, like it's playing music or something. It'll stop and the ring will go, and then I shout at it, "Stop listening at us! Right? <laughs> stop listening to us!" Uh, that's generally what I do now because it does happen periodically. It'll just start doing that, and it's like somebody's tapped into the shit listening to us. Oh yeah! So I just shout be. to stop, and then it stops. Generally, I maybe. Maybe the, all this connected, all these connected uh, Echo Dots, Alexas, whatever you want to call them, or whatever they are in your life, are developing sentience. Maybe all those mm. anime we've watched and been in are right. <laughs> <laughs> over time, expose technology enough uh, to, to uh, you know, this this nexus of connectivity, then maybe. And it's like a little kid. It's like, it, it, so it thinks like a child. It has, you mm-hmm. know, because it's, it's developing it's Maybe. learning, or it's a ghost of a child that I don't know. It's really weird, or trucks. I don't know. It's I, or it could be a really cool high tech prank, which would be really fun. Like I could also, yeah. like to be fair, I could also. It. It, it it's very much the kind of prank that someone we know would do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I can but think that's, of two people specifically. Could, it, yes, exactly. And yeah. I don't know. But I just, <laughs> Immediately, the whole Without thing hesitation. Just, just makes me think of the TikTok where the guy is like, "Alexa, what's my name?" And her response is like, "Your name is your name is Charles or whatever." But you asked me to call you vagina, 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 vagina. <laughs> it just goes on. Yeah. That's what it makes me think. Yeah. If I heard that in the middle of the night, I'd be like, "That's creepy. That's weird." That is creepy. She's never laughed at us. Um, I've seen there's a lot of video of the right. laughing Alexas mm-hmm. and that it's cre- yeah, that creepy. that's creepy. We never had that problem either, but we have occasionally like just like you have. We had occasionally just we will chime in and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. And we're like, no one's fucking talking to you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> It's always weird to me when it comes from another room that no one's in. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't understand that request. Mm-hmm. What, bitch? Mm-hmm. Who's- like, who's and I've tried you? to look into the app to see what somebody said or what they thought somebody said. And one time it looked like they had picked up something from somewhere. I don't know where. But uh, most of the time there's nothing there. And it's like, where are you? What? Creepy. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. All right, you're All up. All right, it's my turn. Okay, so <laughs> this one comes from Shabani Realness. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I want yogurt now. I had a half-gallon <laughs> vodka bottle I used to keep pennies in. I was walking around cleaning one day and was uh, going up to it every now and then to drop a penny and go back to where I had been cleaning. One time I went up to it, dropped the penny in, and started to walk away. I took a few steps, and uh, when I stopped, because I realized I never heard the clink I always hear when it hits the bottom. I was even, I even, I even paused for a second, was like, why am I stopped? What's different? I realized I never heard the clink and turned around. The split second, I looked at the jar. I see the penny fall in and I hear the clink. For like a split second, I saw it just hanging in midair, some of it still above the lip of the jar, and the rest of it already in the bottleneck. I was so stunned, I walked over and just <laughs> stared at the bottle for a second. I started to recreate it. Maybe the way I put it in got it kind of stuck in the opening and it took a sec for gravity to pull through. Uh, definitely not. Plenty of room on all sides. It was crazy. 
<laughs> I love the fucking glitches in the Matrix stories like that. Yeah. Um, this uh, and continuing on with my portion, it's Prickosaurus Rex. <laughs> yes. This is more of an extended story than a single event, but here it goes. Ever since I was a kid, I believed my childhood home was haunted. I was more, I'm more of a skeptic now, but weird things always happen in that house. The most memorable was when I was about five or six years old and woke up in the middle of the night to see a woman hanging in the center of my bedroom. She was hung with a chain and her neck was cut from it. She looked to be in her teens and was very dirty and grimy looking. I remember it very vividly because it terrified me. I kind of like the idea that it's like she's, you know, hanging there and it's horribly morbid. But his reaction is like, ugh, she's so dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I blinked and she was gone. Everything seemed normal. Weird shit would happen throughout the night. Back, uh... Back then, we were a functional family, and we would eat dinner together and stack our plates in the sink and let them soak so my mom could wash them in the morning. In the middle of the night, we would randomly hear said porcelain plates topple over in the sink. Some even broke. It used to keep me up at night, but you get used to it after a while. That's true. You would constantly get the feeling you were being watched. When I was around 15, I saw a large shadow figure in the corner of my room whispering to itself. That freaked me out. In that same bedroom a few months later, I was in bed trying to sleep and suddenly felt weight pressing into the bed around me like someone was crawling in next to me. Obviously, no one was there. A few months later, I heard someone whisper into my ear late at night in the kitchen, pulling on, uh, putting an all-nighter, pulling an all-nighter as high school kids do. I spun around, fists up, no one there. The problem was the worst after my parents had moved to their farm. I moved out but had to move back in because life's a bitch. So I was uh, on that house. So I was in that house all alone. I would hear extremely loud bangs, crashes, and such, with no evidence of anything being out of place. With it only being me, most of the furniture and stuff was gone. So there was really nothing in the house to cause such a racket. It slowly began to really drive me crazy. I would hear something and just turn in the direction and say, "Would you shut up? Or could you fucking not?" <laughs> me. <laughs> me. Yeah. Needless to say, that house had a very neg- negative impact on me, and it nearly ended in my. Self forever sleep a few years back. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, I have since moved out, gotten help, and never looked back. Thank God. My life is yeah. much better now. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. But, man, I'm telling you, like, where you live and, like, the energy of a place can really affect your mental. I mean, it, that's there's mm-hmm. nothing. I don't think there's anything controversial about that statement. You can. Yep. Like, where you live and then the, just the energy in it can really fuck with you. I will be. Uh, I li- There was an apartment I lived in for a while. And it's probably one of the darkest times of my life. But the second I would go anywhere else, like just even to the bookstore or to get some gas down the road, I would feel better. And it would just all mm-hmm. come flooding back the second I walked back into that in that apartment. And this was before uh, things. I mean, this is the, the apartment I lived in with my two shitty roommates. Uh, first apartment I ever had, by the way. And so it was a bad, yeah. bad situation already. Or it became a bad situation. But even before... Uh, communications broke down and we all hated each other the first few months a few months living there it was just like sometimes I I think back and I wonder if it was the if it was the place that drove us apart that kind of got us you know uh, backbiting and fighting all the time because sometimes I don't know there's something about the energy of a place I don't know what what it is maybe we were too close to the power lines who knows but yeah a place can really location 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 there's a callback yeah Um, yeah yeah who knew who knew foreshadowing uh, okay, last up, 
We have Snoo Eagles 7610. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I love that they put the numbers Snoo. at the end like, well, there's a lot there. So are there that many other Snoo Eagles that you felt the need to have a little digits I at the end? I guess so. <laughs> Thousands of them. Thousands. Uh, <laughs> 7,609 7, at least. <laughs> um, my grandmother's house is notoriously haunted. Lots of family members have seen and heard unexplainable things. And there are two hidden rooms and one hidden compartment where the old Italian family that lived there previously would make and store things to make wine during Prohibition. There's also a very old cemetery in her direct backyard that has pioneer and native graves from the 1800s. Just to set the scene, I have two stories that happened to me personally in the house. I was about 12 years old and was hanging out at my grandma's house after the weekly Wednesday family dinner we had there. My mom took my sister and cousin to the store, so I was the only kid left in the house. The older ladies were playing cards in the kitchen, and the men were watching the news in the living room, as was typical after dinner. I was walking from the kitchen into the old kitchen, which was the room with all the toys and kids' stuff, previously used as a kitchen before they remodeled. I turned on the light switch and saw a girl about my age casually leaning in the doorway between the old kitchen and the dining room, which was dark and empty at the time. I don't remember her face, but I remember that she was probably about 10 to 13 years old, had brassy blonde hair that was thin and hung straight to just below her shoulders. She was in a long sleeve shirt and pants, so not old-timey clothes or anything. She was there for a moment, hard to tell exactly how long. We made eye contact, and then she disappeared right in front of my eyes. I remember not feeling scared, but just finding it curious. When I was about 17 or 18 years old, my friend Wendy and I worked at the Elks Bingo Hall every Thursday night. As my grandma lived close to the hall and to our high school, we would spend every Thursday night at my grandma's house after work. She would also hook it up by getting our, our favorites, getting us all of our favorite snacks. <laughs> we, would, we would be at the Elks pretty late, getting back to my grandma's around 10 or 11 p.m. Every week, my grandma would stay up to let us in the house, then go upstairs to bed where my grandpa and great-grandma were already sleeping. Wendy and I had the whole ground floor to ourselves to snack and watch TV. It was fucking great. <laughs> so one Thursday night, Wendy and I are chilling. And I open the fridge in the kitchen to see what's good uh, with Wendy standing directly behind me. As I open the fridge, I hear a very stern female voice coming from the living room say, can I ask you a question? Oh. Doesn't sound scary, but the tone, man, it was terrifying. Wendy and I go about getting our snacks without mentioning it. We sit down <laughs> at the kitchen table and Wendy says, so when you opened the fridge a minute ago, did you hear a voice coming from the living room? At this point, I will note that the TV was not on. We also were not listening to the radio or anything else. TV time was after snack time. Excuse me. <laughs> Wendy said that she heard an older female voice, but she could not make out what it had said. I said what I thought I heard, and we agreed that it was too scary to think about. So we just agreed that it happened and then pretended it didn't. <laughs> we had to spend the night in the house after all. My grandmother has seen several full-body apparitions. My very stoic and skeptical skeptical grandpa actually pulled his gun and called the cops on a man wearing all black who was running through the house, who then disappeared. My sister and her best friend, Jess, were spending the night there, and Jess says that she woke up in the middle of the night to a dark figure watching her sleep. My cousin Kim was playing with my toddler age cousin Emily when Emily fell and started crying. Kim says that a calming woman's voice said, they're there, it will be okay. 
and Emily stopped crying. Kim also says that some the same woman's voice told her, God bless you, when she sneezed on a separate occasion. Oh. Also, according to my grandma, the house knows when someone is going to die. No. And so if no, something strange, like a pic... Huh? I hate it. What? I hate, I hate oh, yeah. it. If something strange, like a picture falls off the wall or an old broken toy train starts working, then someone in the family dies shortly after. My great-grandma told no. my grandma that she saw a woman in white pacing back and forth in the dining room. She passed away that week. <gasps> my grandpap was a security guard and worked late, and every night for a week he complained to my grandma that a lamp in the living room was turning itself on when he was taking his shower after work. Oh. He died the next week. Ooh. Lots more stories, but these are my most memorable ones. My grandma still lives in the house by herself, but she says that the spirits keep her company and that she can feel my grandpap still present with her on some occasions. And that brings her comfort. Aww. Then she wrote back because people were asking questions, so she has some more stories. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Follow up. Uh, here are the details from my grandma's mouth regarding the two apparitions she has seen. The stories are very similar. Note that both of these stories happened before I was born when my grandma's kids were all young. She had six kids and also took in foster kids, so there were always kids around. My grandma was in the basement feeding the whole huge coal furnace that sat in the center of the room. She saw a little girl but did not see her face. She assumed it was my Aunt Carolyn who was not supposed to be in the basement. She yelled at her, but the little girl did not react, so my grandma began to chase the little girl around the furnace. Then the little girl disappeared. When my grandma came upstairs and asked Carolyn about it, Carolyn said that she had been upstairs playing the whole time, which her other siblings verified. My grandma was upstairs putting away laundry. She saw a little boy running around and assumed it was my Uncle Craig. She yelled at him and he ran into a bedroom. When she ran into the bedroom after him, he was gone. There's only one way in and out of each bedroom, so the boy would have had to pass her to exit the room. When my grandma confronted my Uncle Craig, he was sitting on my grandpop's lap watching TV. My pap told my gram that he had been there the whole time. Ooh. Oh, a good grandparent haunted house story. Yes, yeah, that's a good one to end on. Ooh, yeah. Oh, holy, holy so many. Yeah. One little house. One little I wonder house. if the basement was a funeral home. I don't know. Because <laughs> it sounds like that kind of house, right? Oh, yeah, right? Right. Oh, it's good so stories. creepy. I love it. I love it. Thank you. It's such a good smart. We have to do this kind of thing more often. I, I I've know, missed, I've missed, fun. I've missed pouring through Reddit with all these good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness, oh, goodness. Oh, man. Send us your good stories. Hopefully, yeah. you know, maybe that inspired some stories that you had maybe forgotten about or, right. or similarities. So send us those stories to Dual Intentions. And you don't um, know, maybe I'll have stories website. next time after my stint in the mountain I know, wilderness. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> um, uh, what's our website? Dualintentions.com. Yeah, yep, then go yep. to the, the uh, menu, and it's at the top of the menu. Submit your stories here. Um, and then again, as usual, thanks to all of our patrons. You're the best. You're the top. You're the top. You're the best. You're the bee's knees. You're the bee's um, knees. <laughs> just don't sting, just don't sting Michael. Please. Don't yeah. hurt him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so until next week, stay safe. Stay sane. And remember. It's okay it's to okay sleep to with, sleep the, lights with the, lights the lights on. on. All right, and um, we're back. Wait, we have to rec- <laughs> to rec- let Matt know. Oh right, sorry Matt. We can. That's an outtake. Whoopsie, we're not back. Go fuck yourselves. No, I'm kidding. Don't do which. I mean, unless you want to. That's up to you. I'm. Just don't listen to me.
<laughs> this is where we can't have nice things. All right. <laughs> we love you, Matt. One, two, and, and you, our listeners, in case this makes it in the outtakes. Um, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs>